Hello? Hey, are you free? I really need to talk right now. I'm 20 minutes away. I'll be there in five. <laughs> and we're a go. Okay. Perfect timing. <laughs> One second, I have a lot of donut in my mouth. I'd be lying. Hey guys, it's Allie Evans. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Annie Given-Fink. And our guest today is... Drumroll! Oh, <laughs> Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Amy Forsyth. Amy's here. She's a good friend of both of us. We love her dearly because she brought us donuts. Um, so we're loving that. Once again, second week in a row, if you hear me eating, it's because I'm eating my body weight in donuts. Thanks to Amy. <laughs> we're just going to do a little light ASMR this week on the ASMR. show. So earlier this week, I was talking to a friend and I feel like at this point, every episode starts this way with one of us telling a story about a friend. And now my friends are scared to tell me anything because it ends up on the podcast, but with their name redacted. So, you know, sorry guys, but I was talking to a friend and she was talking to me about how she's in this relationship where every couple months for her girlfriend's job, um, she has to leave and be gone for like weeks or months at a time. Hold on. Do they have an open relationship or no? No, no. Okay. They're in a like committed relationship. They've been together for almost a year. She was telling me, you know, she has to be gone every couple of weeks. It's really stressful. And she was like, I'm in this place where like, I don't know if I can continue to do this. Well, hypothetically, like I'm in a similar position. Like if you book a show or do whatever, you know, you can be gone for months at a time. Say Tyler were to go direct a movie. Like I'm not going to be there the whole time. I'm not going to uproot my life to go wherever that is. Your significant other is constantly going. Like just being away can be really taxing. Really right. Bad. Well, I was going to ask you about that because you've been on multiple different shows where you have to like uproot your whole life, mm -hmm. leave. And it's like, if you're in a relationship or you're just starting something out, it can be like almost impossible because if you just start dating someone, you're like, hi, I'm going to Vancouver for five months. Like, yeah. bye. <laughs> I think that's part of the deal with being an actor though, right? A little bit, but I mean, it doesn't just because it's part of the deal doesn't make it easy by any means. Like, right. I, you know, it I have part my of the fair deal. share of issues because right. of it, because of it. You know, just because I'm human and that's kind of what happens and it's hard. And also, I think a, I have been very lucky in my current relationship that I haven't been gone for an insane amount of time. Um, I had been living in LA, but I moved to New York, and then he he was in New York, so we were li living in the same. Um, city while I was working, which was great. And then now we both are out here, which the timing just works out. But um, yeah, it's hard. And also like FaceTime, sure, you can catch up. It's great with being able to talk to each other like wherever you are, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel you the gotta, same. You, know? you gotta you really to, want it. Yeah, right. you have to really want it. And you also like maybe you fly that person out if you're, or if right. they're working, they fly you out or whatever. But like, I also feel like it's one of those things where it's hard because you can be the type of person who, even if you love the other person so much and it's a great relationship, you can just not be physically capable of like enduring that type of situation. You know what I mean? Oh, There's I'm certain people who just can't do it. I, I would, I mean, I could, but I like, I, when I'm working on a job, I don't talk to anyone. I mean, I'll talk to my boyfriend and my mom, but like not at all in the same way that I would if I were living in the same place, obviously. I just kind of check out. Like I don't talk to my friends. 
doesn't matter if it's tax season. Like I'm not talking to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like it just in my head, I'm like, oh, it's not real life right now. Like I, the world stops. You're Britain, because you're I'm, in the zone. Yeah. So, and it's, it's not a good thing at all, but right. it's just how I, I think it's also fun. Like, if, especially if you're on a job and you're away from home, it feels like camp. It feels like, you know, I'm a camp kid. I went to summer camp. So like, it feels very much like that. And being in a space with people and being in a new city, like it's just fun to dive in, but it's, it can be really hard if you're in a relationship. As, like I'm, I'm currently in a relationship with somebody who's very, very understanding and very much like, no, go do your thing. You're working. It's not weird if you don't call me. And I sometimes will call and say like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I haven't called or haven't. He's like, stop apologizing. Like you're working, um, which is really refreshing because I've also definitely been in relationships <laughs> where that was not the case. Um, and what has that been like? Like what's your experience with trying to navigate that and how do you know when it's like gone too far? You know what I mean? I, I almost had to like, I have to like retrain my brain just because I was in a relationship that I did have to apologize if I wasn't calling or texting or telling him where I was or who I was with. So like I, I've had to retrain my own brain and the way that I operate and remind, like I've had to remind myself to be independent and whether that's when I'm away on a job or when I'm in the same city as my significant other, like I just, it's been a, a wild ride to like remember that I'm my own person and also to enjoy my own company and it's so yeah that's like a new thing that I'm always working on I will say that answered your question no no, it totally does I will say I was definitely you know I was in a long distance relationship for four years and jeez yeah like like rough like not great what kind of long distance we talking about like different states like true like tried and true long distance for four years and then when he finally moved back to LA, I was immediately over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we broke up, I think within a month of him moving back to LA. But with that said, you know, I think that it's, it definitely takes a toll on, on your relationship and it's something you've got to really, really, really want. If you don't really, really want it and the juice isn't worth the squeeze, then it's like emotional turmoil, like Mm -hmm. true emotional turmoil, like not being able to like be with that person, not being able to speak to that person, physically touch that person, not even like, let alone the sex part, Mm -hmm. like to to hold somebody that you love's hand is such a significant thing or like give them a kiss or have them like like, sleep next to them. Yeah, (laughs) Like literally have them like rub your back, Mm -hmm. like for like two seconds, like give you a literal pat on the back. Like the, these are the things you don't think about until you're in it and you're alone. It's very, I, I found it very, very isolating. It was tough, mm-hmm. but that was also a miserable relationship that I don't regret. <laughs> and, I, and as, as previously stated, I'm currently blocked on LinkedIn by that person. Oh my so. gosh, this guy, I need to meet him one day. The LinkedIn You'll never guy. meet him. He's a fucking. How does he get mentioned in every podcast? <laughs> <laughs> because when you block someone on LinkedIn, you're asking for it. Honestly, I'm that petty. Truly. Wow, that's amazing. Miserable. Um, so one thing that I also, because I was like, this is kind of weird. I've never like Googled one of my friends before, but like I Googled Amy before she showed up being oh like, God. let's just see what she's up to. See if there's anything br- worth bringing up. Oh, uh, what the heck? I follow you on social media. I feel like I see like what you're up to, but you clearly don't actually brag or share anything. Did you know Amy was in Beautiful Boy? Cause I, I saw a beautiful boy in theater and yes, I did. Because I literally, I saw it. You, by the way, are fucking amazing. It took Thank me a you. second and I was in the theater. I saw it in theaters. And obviously that movie, as you know, is 
devastating yeah. to watch. It's definitely a tough sit, like craziest performances truly ever, like unreal. And you are amazing. And I was Thank in the you. theater watching it and I turned to Jordan, my husband, and literally like elbowed him and was like, <laughs> And he was like, what, I don't, what, 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 what are we doing? And I was like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then I realized you've never met him. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to. And then I texted, um, friends of the podcast, Natalie Pierzod, Mm -hmm. and was like, yo, like Amy just gave a killer performance at Beautiful Boy. I mean, other brag about Amy, the first time that I met you, do you remember what I first asked? No. I think I first asked like. You were like, I'm from Canada. Because, Amy, you're from Canada. Yeah, I'm from Canada. We're both from you're Canada. You're both, Canada. both from Canada. I mean, that's why you guys are both so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, America's really getting to us, but... Um, I mean, they're Scott, both like... Me. You guys, they're both like fucking 5'10 and blonde and like pretty. And I'm literally this like thumb of a person Shut like sitting up. at the... At also, the, <laughs> not really blonde. Same. But blonde, yeah. right, but, but blonde right now. Blonde right now. And yeah. it, you guys are both killing it right now. Thanks. Um, I think the first thing I asked you was, were you ever on Degrassi? Oh, I think that's true. <laughs> I think um, that was the first thing out of my I'm, mouth. I was on one single episode. It was the first thing I ever auditioned for, and I got very close to like a series regular role on it, and I was really sad when I didn't get it, because I was like, but I, but, but it's like the thing that everyone does. <laughs> and then years later, so because that now I can say that I did. I mean, yeah. Degrassi. Very, very humble brag. I mean, Degrassi. It's, Come ju- on. it's just like, it's kind of like if you're a New Yorker being on like Law and Order, you know? It's yeah, like, of if course. You're Canadian, you've been on Degrassi. For sure, for um, sure. And I think that's what you told me. Wait, so let's take it back to Beautiful Boy for a second. Did you meet yeah, Timote? I did. But also, so we shot <laughs> let's that. Let's talk about it for a we second. We shot that before Call Me By Your Name came out. So he oh. was like a kid. Right. Not in terms of age, but just, I mean, like he was a person. Right. He wasn't. But was he like still so hot though? Yeah, but he's like so, he was so sweet. And I was, I was, we shot in San Francisco, but I was doing a hair and makeup test here in LA. Um, And one of the ADs like brought him into the trailer just to introduce him to me. And he was so like giddy and sweet and bubbly. And he was like, oh my God, it's so, it's so nice to meet you. And he was like, wow, I'm, I'm so lucky. All the girls, everyone's so pretty. And I was like, whoa. I wish you could see the motions that Um, Amy's making. Cause that is exactly how he is. (laughs) Also like if Timothy Chalamet told me that I was pretty, I would never stop talking about it ever for the rest (laughs) of my life. He was just very, like very sweet. And it, you know, it was again, before Coming by your name came out, so I was like, "Oh wow, what a sweet kid, and what, what an incredible role for him to play." I was so excited to see him in it because we didn't have any scenes together, obviously. Yeah. So um, I just, you know, I was upset. I when I first auditioned, I auditioned for Caitlin Deaver's role for like, mm-hmm. his girlfriend who like ODs, um, and I Spoiler. went in a couple. Oh, oh sorry, it's out. Whatever, whatever. Um, but I went in a few times, and it was one of those roles that I like called my team and was like, "I just I." I'll do anything. It doesn't matter what, yeah. how I'm involved, but I just want to be involved because it's just such a special and important story. Um, and then I didn't get it. And like a month went by and then I got a phone call out of the blue that they wanted me to be in it in this other role. And so um, it was kind of a whirlwind experience. And then I was suddenly in San Francisco shooting in a diner with Steve Carell. And then I left and it was like, I had two days of shooting. It was very quick. Um, but very cool and very special. Um, Did you love Steve Carell? Yeah, he's like, I don't, like, he's just such a dad in the best way. You know when you meet people and you're like, oh, you're such a dad. Like, you're so nice, but you're like, yeah, he's just, 
I don't know. He was very, very sweet. Also, we were, I mean, it's a really heavy movie. So, and also in general, I think when people meet comedians, they kind of expect them to be on all the time. And that's obviously not what, they're just people. Like they aren't always trying to make people laugh. Um, and we were doing something really serious. So he was definitely um, in it because there was such heavy, sure. heavy content every day, but he was still making jokes. And in this scene, I eat a burger and I, over the course of shooting. Wait, you're a vegan. They had, I was, I was vegetarian <laughs> at the time and they made me veggie, a veggie burger. I kid you not when I say I ate eight burgers, like eight full burgers. And it got to the point where they weren't doing my coverage anymore and they had turned around to do Steve's coverage, uh, very casually calling him Steve as if I know him very well, I do not. Um, <laughs> but they had turned around to do his coverage and the director was like, uh, you can, you don't have to eat the burger anymore. And I was like, yeah, but I like, it, I, I talk differently and then I'm like, leave it. It's just, it, it, I don't want to like- I'm eating the burger. <laughs> well, I also, I was like, I'm, act, I'm acting opposite Steve Carell. Like I want to make, I'm not, just cause it's not on me doesn't mean right. I'm gonna tap out. Like I'm gonna give him what he gave me for his- And that scene is also so heavy too. Like truly super, super, yeah, super heavy. Yeah, and I just, I just felt like it wouldn't be fair to change my performance for his coverage. Just cause, I mean, just cause when you're eating it, just anyway. So you wanted to get I was like, no, I'll eat, I'll eat the burger. And then the worst part about it was that I didn't, I didn't realize that I, had eaten a lot of burgers until like burger number five. At that point I was like, oh, whoa, I've eaten a lot of burgers. <laughs> like, it took me five burgers to realize that. I love that because this is something that I was actually talking about last night when I was on set till 5 a.m. and mm -hmm. I came home and started talking to Tyler and was just discussing how a lot of the time people get in positions where it's like, you know, that was like a dream project for you to be a part of. You really loved the script and you're, like you said, we're willing to do whatever just mm -hmm. to be a part of it. I think people get in this weird, um, I don't know, pattern where like once they get something, they no longer care anymore, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like just the idea of doing something a hundred, no matter what you're doing, no matter how big of a part you have, what, what it is, I think is so rare now. How many actors have you heard like, oh, I'm on this show and I can't fucking wait to get off of it. Yeah. It's like you've worked your entire life to get here and now you're just over it. Well, I also think like, not to blame social media for everything, but I think it is entirely its fault. Like we live in this, like we live in this world where it's just like we operate as we're different human beings. Like we're a different species now that we have social media. Like it just right. changes the way that we are. And for sure that immediate access to everything and to everyone. And it's, you know, more about, okay, well I'm on the show now and like whatever, but what's the next thing I can do instead of cherishing each moment that you're in. It's about, okay, did I get the picture? Did it look cool? Great. Um, did you guys hear that Instagram is gonna start rolling out a thing where you cannot Can't see, see like? I think they unrolled it in Canada. Oh, they just they? haven't done it here yet. Yeah, it's, it's like, why are, they, why are they baiting it in Canada where everyone's already so nice? Right. Like, where everyone, nobody cares <laughs> already. Like, this makes zero sense. Because they wanted to see if it would shock them because they're like, okay, if they can deal with it, okay, great. But if they can't, then America will really, really revolt. <laughs> Honestly, um, no I mean, joke. I think that's cool. I also like, as much as I hate social media, I also think it's really cool that you can start your own, you can be your own boss, you for can do sure. your own thing, you can make a lot of money. And, you know, for people that 15 years ago, kids that were sitting in their room going, oh, I wish I could do this, you know, it's created so many jobs and so many opportunities and 
so much creativity, which is really cool. I just think, you know, there needs to be a good balance. I have a question. What is the project that you're working on with Manny Hassan? So we shot a movie um, at the end of last year uh, together with Alexander Daddario in Winnipeg, back in Canada. Ooh, Winnipeg. Um, it's called We Summon the Darkness, and it's about um, kind of the satanic panic and... Oh, fuck, in the fuck me up. Yeah. Yes, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all in. I love a cult. I love, a, I love a true really, crime. Yes. I'm in it. It was really fun to shoot. Did you guys see that Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas got married in Vegas? Sorry. I am obsessed with it. I really am. I'm sorry. Did you find a full video? Because I'm not going to lie. I like, Did you watch Diplos? Diplos was, I think, uh, the full. First of all, what? Diplo is a capital G goon in that video. Just yeah. like selfieing himself as she's like going down the aisle. Just like yeah. being a true, like a true tried and true douche. Like, God bless him. <laughs> like, I, like, I love him so much. But like, oh my, like get it together. I love that Nick had like 60 weddings and probably spent like a billion dollars and then they just go and elope in Vegas. Well, you yeah. just know that she, that like Sophie Turner looked at that and was like, absolutely fucking not. Right. Like, nope. Yeah. Nope. She seems Chill. like she's the coolest. Right. And that's the tea. She's, I mean, I'm obsessed with her. She's, she seems great. I met Joe once at a friend's like house and he was honestly super lovely. So I got to yeah. imagine that like, she's kind of great. I actually remember really weirdly. <laughs> I don't even understand how this happened, but I got an email from office Depot when I was, when I was 14, I got an email from office Depot saying, Hey, do you want to go see the Jonas brothers? And go backstage and meet them. Like, just literally... From Office from Depot? From Office Depot's email. I, it didn't make sense. Was this, like, in a chat room? No. This was to my email. <laughs> Did you have a stalker that worked at Office literally, Depot? Literally. Literally. <laughs> okay, so of course I'm like, okay, well, this is a pedophile trying to kill me. Yeah. But then, like, also... I'm going. <laughs> so I went, and it was not a pedophile, and it really was Office Depot, and me Did and my friend... Food? They, yeah, they were, no, they were sponsoring the concert and like, I don't understand why, but they, I went back and I met them. I had never listened to their music, but my one friend was like a huge fan. So I brought her and really, I, you, I feel like I totally would have pegged you as like a young Jonas Brothers Oh, for sure. Fan. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I was never really into that. I feel like this has been fun. I mean, killing it right now. I, did, I feel like we also talked for an hour, and they're normally like half an hour. Oh, we, we, <laughs> edit them down. we edit them down. <laughs> we edit it down. Don't worry. Don't no, worry. Everything you said will be gone. Will be gone. Uh, um, well, well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Amy. Yeah, sorry, it took a minute to organize me coming over. Oh no, no. we've been uh, harassing her, trying to get her on for a while because you know clearly <laughs> she's a shiny texter. And not only, on. and not only did she show up, she showed up with gifts. Donuts. Which donuts. I, na I now have a stomachache because I do too. So many. And, <laughs> and I to be fair, we ate McDonald's right, right before, before this. So. <laughs> I didn't. So why is my stomach hurt? Phone nuts. Phone nuts. <laughs> but phone. also, please sponsor us. They're great. <laughs> yeah, phone nuts. Phone nuts. <laughs> Give me a call. You can reach our email at alwaysanxious on Instagram. Um, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Go follow us on at alwaysanxious. Um, also, you know, check out me, Annie, and Amy on Instagram as well if you're bored and want something to do. <laughs> anyways, we're going to go now. and eat uh, donuts. <laughs> we're going to eat donuts and talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.